Thank you for joining us today at Our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in six different locations. We hope that today's message encourages and empowers you on your spiritual journey and helps you grow deeper in your relationship with God. To learn more about Our Savior's Church or how you can get involved, you can visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. Well, good morning, everybody. One more time, can we put our hands together for all of our first-time guests? I want to welcome you again. So glad you're here. And let me say thank you for your generosity. Kids camps, or middle school camp, high school camp. Listen, every kid's going to camp. It doesn't matter if you have the resources, don't have the resources. It's, it's expensive. And I know if you have multiple children, it's really hard. Register your kids. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll make sure that we get there. If you're here today and you don't even have a kid, you go, I want to sponsor a child. Man, do that. You'll be blessed by it. And uh, y'all have always been super amazing. We've always sent every single kid to camp that wanted to go. And uh, I want to just put my hands together for you. Would you put your hands together for each other? And thank y'all for doing that. Uh, I want to I talk to you today. How many of you, you've ever read the book of James? Uh, it says, don't just be hearers of the word. Anybody know what the next line is? Doers of the word. And so to, this morning, I came into behind stage back there, and I called an audible to our staff. Uh, I walked in, and... I said, hey, I'm going to be preaching this message. I saw the set list that Victor put together, and he did a phenomenal job, what songs we were going to sing today. And I went, hey, can, can, I, can I jump in the middle? Like instead of us, we'll start our praise and worship time, and then let's end with worship at the end. So I cut him in half today. I called an audible. Y'all don't, if, if you're not a football player, that's when the quarterback looks at the defense and the play that he's got called is not going to work, and he changes the play. So I changed the play this morning and said, y'all just do half the worship, let me preach, and then we'll come back and we'll finish it on the back half. So we can be not just hearers of the word, but that we can become, yeah, so you're gonna get to hear and do in one service. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, so I, I don't, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna spend some time, in fact, if, you, if you're a note taker, you're not gonna be able to keep up with how many scriptures I'm gonna read today. But uh, I, I shared with the earlier service, so there's a few men in our church that are, uh, I, I guess they're treasure hunters. They, they, uh, they go out to these places, these fields where something significant happened, a battle or a war or whatever, and they take those machines, man, they put the headsets on and then they scan the ground and, uh, and then they try to find something, you know, their, their machine will beep if they find something. And it'll beep, 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 and then they dig and then they find it. And they'll send me pictures of stuff they found and go, look, I found this. And of course, I usually text back, what is it? Oh, it's a, and they, they get it all figured out. How much is that worth? You know, and they'll, oh, it's worth $300. And go, wow, that's awesome. Great. Praise God. Don't forget to tithe on that. That's $30. And, uh, and so I'm still waiting for them to get the mother load, right? I was like, y'all pay off the church if y'all find it. Well, do you know that every time you open this book, you're like, the, you're that man in that field. Beep, 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 beep. Every time you open it, there's something in there you just got to dig out. And, and I want to dig out some things for you because I told you we were starting a series called Destiny and that all of us have a divine purpose that God created us for. And today I'm going to give you one of them. It's not all of them, but I'm going to give you one of them today. I know why you were created. 
And it's found in this book. If you'll search for it, beep, 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 and I've, I've done some of the mining for you. I'm sending you the pictures today of what I found. And you can look at it today because we all want to know why are we here. And the Bible is clear. It doesn't hide it from us. you got to search for it. But it does tell us the very reason why we were created. And so I want to just jump in today because i got a lot of scriptures. I'm going to teach today. I want to jump into it today. So just go grab your notepad. If you take notes on your phone, stay off Facebook. Uh, and let's, let's do some treasure hunting this morning. Let me begin at the end where it's in Revelation chapter 4, verse number 11, where it says this. You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power. And I love this part. You got to lean in. For you created all things and they exist because you created what you please. In other words, God wanted it to happen, so he created it. Let's just narrow it down. No, God wanted you, so he created you. I don't care what your parents told you. I don't care what they said. You're here because God wanted you here. He created you because it brought him pleasure to create you. I don't know if any of you were ever, I'm, I'm, uh, thank God, I know my, like my parents' age, old school, but when I had, Heidi had the children. Uh, we, yes, I don't want to pretend I had children. Uh, but we did the, the birth classes, all that. Remember the hee hee hoo hoo? Hee hee hoo hoo, breathe, breathe, breathe. Bring a picture of something that's calming. And I was in the room. How many of you men were in the room while your wife was having babies? And, I, and it didn't take five minutes of me going, now baby, breathe, here's the picture. Hee hee hoo hoo. She's like, get out my face. It's like, why did we go to those classes? I remember our children coming out and holding those babies and you just go, I don't even know how to describe that feeling other than pure joy, ecstatic, unbelievable, broke, just the Lord was at your birth. You were created by him and for him. He knew you before you were even came to be. He desired you. It was his good pleasure that you would be here. If you're here today and you wrestle with insignificance, you don't have to wrestle with insignificance anymore. Break that in the name of Jesus. God wanted you here. He created you a daughter or a son of the most high God. You belong to him and he created and put you here on purpose. You ought to go praise God. Somebody ought to shout something. Oh my. Now, you made him smile. So let me give you, I'm just going to spoiler alert. Let me give you your very first reason why you and I were created. I'm going to just tell you today. We dug it out. First purpose, you and I were created to bring enjoyment to God. We live to bring him pleasure. I don't know about you when we first had babies. Remember, we used to have to go out to eat or whatever to go have fun, go to a movie. But after you had that first baby, remember, you didn't even have to do that anymore. You just put that baby in the floor and went, look at that. Baby make you poopy. <laughs> it, it brought you joy. You was like, I can't help it. You, it's, that's what happens. Let me show you what Ephesians 1 and 5 says. God had already... Wait for it. 
Ephesians 1 and 5, God had already decided that through Jesus Christ, he would make us his children. This was his pleasure and his purpose. So one of the great things that God, I so appreciate about the Lord, he's given us the ability to experience pleasure. Thank God. Could you imagine if God didn't give us the, the, uh, the, the, the emotion, if he didn't create us, that we could experience pleasure? We live in South Louisiana. We love food. In fact, what time is it? It's 10.59. Some of you are thinking about it right now. How many of you already know what you're going to have as soon as this service is over? Welcome to South Louisiana. It's planned. It's an event. I already know what I'm going to eat, too. And uh, you, you got Heidi, the other, the other night, she cooked one of her, her they're famous. She cooked, a, she did it for Kevin and Chrissy Lalonde, so they're special. She cooked chicken fried steak. Now, that's Texas chicken fried steak, cream gravy, mashed potatoes. Come on, somebody. I I still got leftovers at the house. Y'all want to come by? And uh, we know she cooked. No, pleasure that we could enjoy things. We could could eat things and taste it and enjoy it. And there's no better food than in South Louisiana. Listen, we've been around. We we got it down here. Can I get an amen? Yeah, don't even, you don't even have to try anywhere else. It's, It's here. And so... He's, given, he's, he's hardwired us with senses and emotions. And, and he, wants, he wants us to enjoy life. Not just endure it, though there are seasons you have to endure. We, and that we were made in his image. That's important. That means if we can experience pleasure, the reason why we can experience it is because God experiences it. He can laugh, have, smile, because we can, we're wired to feel emotions, so is he. And we were created to bring him enjoyment and pleasure. And you go, well, how do we do that? I'm glad you ask. We bring God pleasure through worship. Now, now don't, don't get caught up, because I know when I say the word worship, you're going to think something you're going to, you're, I know what you're going to think. But it's more than just that, and I'll show you here in just a moment. In fact, let me show you Psalms 147 and 11. The Lord is pleased only with those who... Oh, how do I please the Lord? Well, it says only with those who worship him and trust in his love. And so worship is a big subject. I mean, it's, it's big and broad. It's multifaceted. Uh, And anthropologists tell us, those are those who study people groups, ethnic groups from around the world, that humans are hardwired. Of course, we know by who. We are hardwired to worship. No matter where you go, what civilization, past or present, you will all find that they were worshiping something. Yeah? And so, so the problem is, the, the question is not what are we going to worship or do we worship? The answer to that is yes. The, the question we need to answer is what is going to be the affection of our worship or the object of our worship? Because we are going to worship something. And if we fail to worship God, 
you will always find a substitute to worship instead of him. Because you're all hardwired to worship. If you're sitting in the room today, you might be, you worship the duck camp. I I was going to list a bunch of stuff, but we don't have time. We were all made to worship. I I love this about the Lord. Watch this. In in the book of John chapter 4, verses 23. So we were wired to worship. We're going to worship something. But at this time, but the time is coming, Jesus said. Indeed, it is here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And the Father is what? The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. Everybody look right here. So we were hardwired to worship. We're going to worship. The question is, what are we going to worship? We're wired to worship. And then on the other hand, we have the Father who is looking for worshipers. That's what the scripture says. He is looking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. If you want God to draw near to you, I don't ever feel the Lord. I, want, I don't ever hear God. I don't want to. Worship is your way to do it. You are wired to worship, and he is looking for those who will worship. It's a marriage made in heaven, baby. What are we worshiping? And I want, so let's talk about it just for, if I could just push pause for a second and kind of take the, the little thread that we think of when we think of worship. Most of, when I said worship at the beginning, you thought that's the part where we walk in, we sit down, the pre-roll music starts, the band comes on, RJ usually says something like, good morning, our Savior's church, let's worship the Lord, and the music begins to play. That is worship, but it's just a small slither of worship, what worship really means. And I wanna, but I do want to talk about this, if I can. Y'all, y'all good with that? Let's talk about that section of the service today that we worship in. Because remember, we're coming back at the end. Don't leave at the end when I go, every head bowed. That doesn't mean I can leave now. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. <laughs> so when I say worship, we, so we may think of singing or lighting candles in communion. Maybe if you grew up in another tradition, you may think it's the sermon. It, it's, worship is, is far more than music, but I do want to talk about the music section for a moment. Over 35 years, let me give you the number one complaint that I hear from the people that we serve about the church. Y'all wanna know? What's the number one complaint? It's not about how bad my sermons are. It's about the music. 35 years. So it's historical. So it doesn't matter what church you've been at or what campus you've been at. That's usually the complaints. And y'all want to give me, I'll give you like the top five. You want to top five? It's too loud. Anybody here? No, don't raise your hand. Okay. Uh, The Lafayette campus, there was one season where we had earplugs outside that you could get them before you walked in. So people would wear them. Uh, It was too loud. Uh, It's not my style of music. I prefer a different style of music. Uh, 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 was I giving you complaints? It's too loud. Not loud enough. I like that complaint because I, I like it loud. Okay, there's somebody there too. 
Just turn up your hearing aid. It'll work. <laughs> Amen, brother. Baby. Uh, no, it's too loud. Too. The different styles. I don't like that style. I prefer a flavor like this. How about this? There's too many new things. There's too many new songs. Do you know the Bible says to sing a new song? It's, it's like music is a way that you can keep the heart of the church young. Now, I personally, I like an old hymn every once in a while. Can I get an amen? That's my complaint. I tell Victor, can you do something old, Victor? He goes, I don't know all those songs. He's too young. Well, I got I to gotta, I gotta send him YouTube songs of old songs. And you go, something old. But, but it, it doesn't really, if it's, if it's old, if it's new, is it the style we, we, we buried one of our parishioners yesterday. Uh, and we're, please pray for the Fontenot family. Um, Brittany Fontenot went to be with the Lord. And, uh, but they had a great celebration for her. And the music was fire. <laughs> it was on. It was old school now. We, went, we had church. Uh, yesterday. It was, it was, it was on. Brother, brother got up there and sang and everybody was singing and, and Tamika Karam grabbed me afterwards. If y'all know Tamika, she's part of our church here and she's sassy now. So she grabbed me at the end. We're walking out of the parking lot at the end of the service and she said, that's what I'm talking about. And I said, what Tamika? And she goes, that's the kind of music I like. That's kind of, we need to more, we need to play more music like that. And I said, I'm down with it, Tamika. <laughs> I was worshiping too. I mean, it was watch. God, watch this, loves all kinds of music. The variety of music. He is the creator of all things. And it's not the music that makes it holy. Ready? I'll say something you're probably not going to agree with. There is no Christian music. There are Christian lyrics. Music is music. God created it. God created music and we take words that it's the words, it's the lyrics that make things holy. You know, I know, it's a play on words. So there's, no, there's only Christian lyrics. It's the, it's the words that make it sacred. Okay, everybody lean in real quick. Cause, cause lean in because I'm about to step. Put your toe out because I'm about to step on it. Okay, just go ahead and put it out. Just get it out there. Worship is not for your benefit. Let me say that again. Worship is not for your benefit. So to say things like, I didn't get anything out of worship today. So, it wasn't for your benefit. Who is the object of worship? It is for his benefit. So we didn't come for us to receive. We came so that we could give him the praise, the glory, and honor he deserved. Look at me. I don't care what style you do. If it's going to bring praise, glory, and honor to God, bring it on, baby. 
It doesn't matter if we got a 90-year-old man up here with an out-of-tune guitar. If he's anointed by the Lord, singing Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. If it brings glory and honor to God, because it's not for my benefit. Are y'all tracking with me? So I want, I, want, I want you to see that worship is for God's benefit. And so the section that we did at the beginning really wasn't for you. In fact, you're not even the audience. Did you know that? We, we had a, a, back in the Delta Grand days, we had a first-time guest couple walk into the doors about five minutes late. I knew this was a church they, like they'd never been to before. And to find out later, they grew up more of a traditional church, many around here, and there was no seats in the house. It was packed. And so the usher, the only two seats were right here on the front row that were open. So the usher grabs them, and they're like, I can see them in the back. And they're like, no, 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 we're good, we're good. And they're like, no, it's all we got. And you go, oh, okay. They gave in, and they escorted them all the way down front, and they sat right there. Music started playing. And, and we're sitting on the side. I could see their eyeballs from the side, like, oh, my word. What? How many of y'all have ever felt that way? When you walked into a church like ours, you went, what are they doing? Is that a fog machine? They have a fog machine in here. Some of you didn't even know we had a fog machine, did you? No, we do. We, we got one. Some of you thought it was the Holy Spirit. You're like, I, the Holy Spirit is there. I see him every Sunday. He's in a cloud. And he's hovering. Some Sundays he's there more than others. No, that's Josh in the back going, more fog, more fog, more fog, more fog. And you go, why do we do that? I don't know. We just do. Is there anything holy about that? Answer, no. There's nothing holy about it. There's nothing holy about it. You go, why don't we do it? Well, because we paid the money for all those lights, and if you don't put a fog up there, you can't see the beam. <laughs> Is the beam that important? No. Why do we do it? I don't know. <laughs> do we have to do it? Answer, no. We don't have to do it. We don't. We don't. We don't have to turn the lights down either. We don't have to. Why do we? Don't know. We just do. Worship's not really for our benefit. Who's it for? So that couple, is that the fog machine? Are they turning it on? <laughs> so that couple sits here, I can tell after, and afterwards we met them. It was like, you know, new people, you wanna meet them, go, hi, did you enjoy the service? They go, oh, the, we really enjoyed the word. The message was really powerful. It really was, it was beautiful. Okay, can we just, can I just be honest? I don't get that whole rock concert thing at the beginning. <laughs> That's what they classified. It was a rock concert at the beginning. And so it was like, okay, wow. All right, well, I mean, we're just, it's just a way, a way to honor God. I don't know, that's not what we're used to. I got it. They kept coming. And, and they started coming at halftime. That's what they called it. We'll, we'll just come at halftime. So they would come only when the message, you'd see them walk in right about now. They'd come walking in, they'd sit down because the music was over. How many of you have ever felt that way? You're going, yeah, that music's really not my thing. Yeah, so did you see how we talk? That's not really my thing. Well, it's not supposed to be your thing. It's, it's every, every church has a different flavor. Which one's right, which one's wrong? They're all right. As long as they're honoring the Lord and honoring the Father, 
to give him praise and glory that only he deserves. They're all right. There's no right way. And so, you, 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 are y'all checking with me? So then later, that couple started coming earlier, and they started coming a little earlier and coming earlier. Now, a year goes by, and we'd see her afterwards, you know, and go, hey, I noticed, I saw, because you watch them, right? They're like, first, first month, they're like, oh my gosh, there's fog in here. And then, and then you'd watch them, and then they, you know, God would touch you, you'd feel the, the presence of the Lord would be in the house, and they, they, they would, you know, they'd still do like this, and then a month or two later go by, and then you might see the husband, you know, kind of go low. You would never go high first. You just got you go low, right? That's what you do first. You go low, and then you'd see her. She'd kind of do the jazz hands. Just, just jazzy jazz. And then, then you'd, you'd, finally you'd, you'd see tears coming. You go, okay, God's moving on their heart. There's Holy Spirit's in the room. He's doing something. You're not doing anything. He's doing something. Nobody's preaching anything. It's him. It's his presence. And then you'd see tears coming. And then you'd see, and then, you know, you talk to them later, and they go, and the last time we, they, they moved to Lafayette. They're at the Lafayette campus now. But the last time they were here, she goes, do you remember that time I said I didn't like the rock concert? We'd laugh. Ah. And she goes, I just got to be honest with you now. That is my favorite part. It's like, what am I, chopped liver? That's my favorite part. Why is that her favorite part? Because she's giving something to God, and you and I were created to give pleasure to God, and you give it during worship. Look what the Lord says. You know, the Lord has a complaint. I'm going to show you his complaint. Lord, may this not be about our, comp- our campus or about our Savior's church or about the churches of our community. May this not be the complaint about this house right now, 1030. He's got a complaint. And watch what he's going to say. He's going to have a problem with Israel. And I pray this is not his problem with us. It could be. It could be you he's talking about in this complaint. And it's found in the book of Isaiah, chapter 29. It says, the Lord said, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Praise the Lord. Talk a good game. He goes on to say, their worship of me is based on merely human rules that they have been taught. They say it, but they don't really feel it. It's out of their mouth, but it's not really in their heart. And that's why when Jesus is talking to the Samaritan woman, say, those who worship me in spirit and in truth, means honestly. It's what they really feel. It's them expressing what they really feel. Are you listening, men? You ever have your wife sit down with you and say things like this? What are you feeling? It takes us a minute. You ever notice? We're like, I don't know. I'm going to have to figure it. Let, let me examine myself because we don't really feel, you know. Watch, the time is coming. He's looking, he's looking, he's looking. The time is now. Here's what I want you to hear. 
Worship is not a part, and I just gave you a part as an example. Worship is not really a part of our life. It is our life. Our life has been set apart by God, part of our purpose, because remember, he created us to worship. And so we're going to be worshiping something, and he's looking for worshipers, and part of this, for those two to come together, and so it's not a part of our life, it is our life. It is not a Sunday morning thing. It is a life thing, a lifestyle thing. In fact, let me show you what the psalmist wrote. He said it this way, from the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Why don't you practice real quick? Just go praise him. From the morning till at night. What does that mean? First thing in the morning, it ought to be the first thing out of our mouth. The last thing before you go to bed, to the Lord be all praise, glory and honor. I, 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 I love what also the psalmist wrote in 34 and 1. He says, I will praise the Lord at all times. Sunday morning, no, no, all times. At all times, I will constantly speak his praises. Constantly. Here's what I want you to do. Uh, How many like to read? I'm going to give you a book title. I'm going to give you an old school book. It's called Practicing the Presence of God. Or Practicing the Presence. Practicing the Presence. It's written by Brother Lawrence. Brother Lawrence. You go, who is Brother Lawrence? This is hundreds of years ago. He was the cook in a monastery. And he was... It's his letters to his mother, and he's talking about, I go to Mass on Sunday, and I'm doing good. But by the time the end of the week comes, I feel like I'm doing bad again, and I have to go and repent all over again on Sunday morning and start the week all over again. And I'm in this vicious cycle. I feel good after Sunday, but then I leak Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, my words, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I have to go back and redo it all over. Can anybody relate to that? You go, well, I can relate. And he said, but I, I've learned something, the secret, and I'll give you the spoiler alert. He just said, I learned that while I'm washing dishes, I can give God all the praise and glory while I'm washing And even if I'm talking, my spirit can still be thanking and praising God. And he called it practicing the presence. You know, you can do that, right? You can be talking with somebody and still in your own spirit go, praise God. I I tell people all the time, y'all know I can do two things at once up here. I can be preaching and going, where is Tafaro? Okay, there he is. I see him. He's there. Okay. I can be thinking at the same exact time and he said you can do both things at one time and he said I learned that whatever I'm going to do I'm going to do it for the glory of God let me tell you what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 31 so whether you eat or drink whatever you do do it all For the glory of God. Colossians 3 and 23. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart 
as working for the Lord and not your boss. Wait a minute, I gotta go to work. How many gotta go to work tomorrow morning? No, you don't. You ain't going to work tomorrow. You're going to worship tomorrow. I'm gonna go worship tomorrow. I'm gonna do my work as unto the Lord. Look what Romans chapter 12, verses one and two says. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, your going to work, and your walking around life, and place it before God as an offering to him. Woo! What's the Bible saying to us? You bring him pleasure. And whatever you're doing, you can bring pleasure to him. That you're learning that I can give God all the glory Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is a celebration of all that God has been doing in my life all week because I'm practicing the presence of God. This is your purpose and you were created to do it. Well, no, somebody gonna get this. Somebody gonna get it and go, I have not been... Victor, help me, and the best way I can describe it. Lord, help me. I don't know, 37 years ago? See that girl in the front row with the curly hair? That's my wife, if you're a first-time guest. She's got a ring on. Leave her alone. She belongs to me. No, Heidi and I were... We were, uh, long story, I won't, gi- I won't give you the whole thing. We, we kind of dated for a little bit. I kind of kind of said, yeah, there's more fish in the sea, you know, kind of that thing. And she's like, what? And, you know, whatever. And then I came back, like, crawling. Please forgive me. I, uh, it was me. It was me. It wasn't you. It was me. It was me. And she's like, oh, whatever, dude. And then she, she played hard to get, and I chased her down. And I said, baby, she was in another relationship with another young man. I can whoop him. I can tell you that right now. I could whoop him. And one time he was out of town, and I, I, we were at college, and I just said, hey, jump in the truck with me. Just, just give, me, give me 15 minutes. He's like, what? What do you want? Just, gi- just give me 15 minutes. Just, just jump in the truck with me. She got in the truck. I said, I'm going to wait for you. Well, I'm not interested in you. I, well, I'm waiting anyway. I don't care. I'm waiting. I'm just going to wait for you. Well, I'm in a relationship. Well, I'll wait till it ends. <laughs> Something like that. That's pretty close. Huh? You need a mic? <laughs> Something like that. So we, we, obviously, things progress. She breaks up, you know. Of course she broke up with him. So we start courting the right way. It was me. God had to do a work in my life. I was, I was an idiot, bona fide idiot. Um, and uh, God, so we started getting serious. And then the Lord would have it. Only the Lord, right? I get a job in New Orleans. She's in Dallas. I'm in New Orleans for a year. Oh, I, 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 this, is, this is the tester, Right? You know, that absence makes the heart grow fonder or it makes the heart wander. I'm I'm working at a church. I'm the student director. I got hired 
to be a student director. Large church. Back in the day, it was a really large church back in the day. Oh, the, the opportunities. I mean, we're, here we are dating. We're, we're dating. We're very serious. You know, it's getting kind of the, the, the M word, you know. <laughs> do we do that? I don't know. Where we go? I, I remember praying in New Orleans. Lord, is, is she the one? God, is she the one? Do you want me to marry Heidi? Is she the one for me? Is, is that, is, where's this going, God? Where's this going? Is, is she the one? And I remember the Holy Spirit speaking to me. I can remember. I still see myself walking up and down that hallway in my, in my little apartment, walking up and down the hallway, going, is she the one? And he said, do you choose her? I, I choose her. Yes, I choose her. Choose her. Do you choose her? I choose her. And he said, I bless it. I choose her. I choose her. I choose to love her. I choose. Choice, right? Choice. Not do you feel no, I choose her. I made a choice. I chose the curly-haired girl from Texas. I choose her. And uh, so we're, back in those days, you didn't have cell phone. You didn't, you didn't have FaceTime with your girl. I can remember, uh, we would schedule a time once a week. You know, you had to get, some of you old school, you remember this. You had to buy time on a card like long distance card. How many of y'all remember that? Sprint would sell them. Everybody would sell them. You'd buy them. And then we would make the call and I'd call to the dorm room, dorm hall and she'd be on the pay phone. Do y'all remember those pay phones? Hey, hey baby. And we'd talk and just catch up. And I love you. I love you too. You're so awesome. I miss you so much. You get out the phone. No, you get out first. No, I we. You get out. No, you go. You go. No, me go. You go. I hung up first last time. You hang up first this time. <laughs> you talk, you visit. And Heidi would say this. She still thinks she started this. She still thinks, wouldn't it be so great if there was like a phone, like I could see you? She thinks she's the inventor of FaceTime. <laughs> she thinks somebody heard her over say it and took it and ran with it. And so we talk. And I, I can remember th there would be things during the week Man, I'd be thinking about her all the time, man. I just think about her. I'm in New Orleans thinking about her, thinking about her. Oh, Heidi. Oh, Heidi. This is, I got I to remember to tell Heidi this. Ooh, oh, oh, I got to tell Heidi. That's funny. Ooh, that's sad. I got to tell Heidi that. Ooh, I can't wait to tell Heidi. I'm just like, Heidi, 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 Heidi. Driving. Uh, the, my work, my colleagues around the table at, at our church did not call her Heidi. They called her Patty Perfect. Why? Well, because they heard me talking about her all the time. They're talking, talking about her. You know, Heidi, she was, they, oh, she's so perfect, you know. And then they met her and they went, oh, she is perfect, you know. And, and so they just heard, heard this conversation all the time. It's just, it just about her. Had opportunities. I was single, young man, pastor. These mamas would bring their granddaughters and say, Oh, before you leave, I want you to pray for my granddaughter. They were not wanting me to pray for their granddaughter. They were wanting me to marry their granddaughter. And I'd go, oh, hi. Yeah, you're nice. Yeah. So very, very attractive young ladies. They'd introduce me to. Hi, nice to meet you. Hey, maybe we could get together sometime. Oh, that'd be, yeah, sure. Yeah, no. Because uh, I had... Heidi, 
And I, I quoted scripture, baby. I, wait, how's it going? I said, oh, these girls, these lily, you are a lily among thorns, baby. You are a lily among thorns. That's in the Bible, by the way. What was that? What, why was she always there even when she wasn't there? We'd write letters back and forth. Letters. I'm sure Heidi kept all my letters. Did you keep all my You did not keep all my letters? I knew that. We'd write letters back and forth. What was that? The Bible has a word for it. It's called abiding. I was abiding in our love. And she was abiding in our love. That we would always be thinking about one another. Do you know what the Bible tells us to do? To abide in Jesus. That we'd always be thinking about him. So that when you go to work tomorrow, you're not really going to work. You're going to worship tomorrow because you're always going to keep him in the forefront of your mind. That's a life of worship. It's not a worship set. It's a life of worship. And that makes it, that brings a smile to the face of God that your mind is always on him. Are y'all picking up? what I'm laying down this was your created purpose because you were it's not your only purpose but you were created to worship something and of course we know that object of that affection is Jesus so I thought let's hear the word today and now let's become doers of the word today if the worship team would come back I'm going to invite them to come back and just go let's take the last 10 minutes instead of me closing the way I would close I, I, I didn't cut your time short we still got time. Don't, don't, don't you look at your watch right now. I, I promise you, I'll rebuke you in the name of Jesus. What time is it? No, 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 no. See, you're, don't be the foolish man. James says, the foolish man walks, and he says, it's like a man looking in a mirror, and he sees the blemish, and he walks away and acts like he never saw it. He said, no, no, don't do that. You heard the word. Wait, I was created to worship, and when I worship, I bring pleasure to God. And I was created to bring pleasure to God. So I'm going to ask you a question. Would you like to make God smile? You'll make him smile if you stand to your feet. You'll make God smile if you'll sing these words from your heart. Not just words on a screen. But if you'll sing them to him. I Look at me. I know you can't even sing. I've heard you. He don't care. He's a father. Have you ever met a parent who thinks their child can sing? And then they sing and you go, that child can't sing. You know why? Because that's a mama or a daddy. Look at me. Your daddy, when you sing, it's the most beautiful sound he's ever heard when you sing. Because you're his daughter or his son. Listen to me. Fulfill your purpose on earth. Let's take a few moments of a Sunday, a service to fulfill our destiny and our purpose. RJ, lead us.